0: Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, April 26th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The board of Twitter agreed to sell the company to Elon Musk. The FT's James Fontanella Khan will outline what we know about the deal and what we don't know.
1: Is the current management of Twitter gonna stay in place? Nobody knows. Is Jack Dorsey gonna come back to run the company? Nobody knows. Is he gonna make it a subscription model out of the company?
0: And European officials are looking at a new way to increase the pressure on Moscow. Plus, Emmanuel Macron has another mandate to leave France, but his second term in office will be much more challenging. I'm Jess Smith, Informark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The EU has been divided over whether to ban Russian oil imports. They haven't done so yet because their economies are so dependent on Russia for energy. But now officials are discussing a ceiling on what they'll pay for Russian oil. This would hit Kremlin revenues but wouldn't be a total blockade. It's one of several proposals on the table this week when EU ambassadors meet to discuss a sixth package of sanctions against Russia. The CEO of Tesla may soon own Twitter. Yesterday, Twitter's board accepted Elon Musk's $44 billion offer for the social media site. It would be one of the largest leverage buyouts on record. And it comes after initial hesitance by Twitter's board. It even devised a poison pill to limit Musk's ability to buy more shares. Here's the FT's James Fontanella Khan on what
1: changed. What really changed everything happened a few days ago when Musk, in fairness against what most people expected, managed to secure financing, uh, which is $25.5 billion in debt and $21 billion in equity. And that kind of forced the board of, of Twitter to take him seriously. And what I was also told is that they received a ton of calls from shareholders after Musk kind of presented his financing package basically telling the board you got to engage with him seriously and basically once once the board felt that like you know its shareholders wanted a deal it came together very quickly
0: okay so now the board accepted a deal what happens next
1: i mean there's still a lot of question marks that's the kind of like we don't know exactly how musk is going to come up with a 21 billion dollar equity uh, is he going to sell all a part of his shares in tesla Is he going to liquidate some of his cryptocurrency? I mean, we're still kind of low on details. That might change once there's a a new regulatory filing. I've also been told that he's likely to try to bring on board a bunch of other wealthy individuals or institutional investors who are kind of interested in participating in in the deal with him. There's a lot of speculation that Jack Dorsey, the co-founder of Twitter, And apparently a friend of of Musk, at least uh, on the social media platform, could be partnering with him uh, in some way or the other. So there's still a lot of open questions.
0: And James, another question is, could there be an impact on Tesla shares if Musk has to sell the ones he used to finance this Twitter deal?
1: We don't know that. So you'd expect him to because Musk famously said that he's cash poor. uh, So most of his wealth is tied into Tesla. And partly in SpaceX, his space travel company, so yeah, assuming let's say he had to sell twenty one billion dollars worth of Tesla stock, that would have an impact on his margin loan, uh, which is kind of financing part of the debt package, and so it could potentially trigger a margin call uh, which would then force him to kind of you know give away more stock. This is not a typical leverage buyout for the simple reason that like we've never really had a single individual carrying out such a big transaction, a, a take private if you want, is he planning to then convert some of the, put the debt on the company once he owns it? That That is very possible. That is a common, let's call it trick, done by private equity firms so that he can immediately extract the cash out of the company and like reduce his own leverage. We simply don't know at this stage.
0: So what do you think regulators will make of this deal?
1: So, the deal will definitely need to be approved by regulators. Now, given that Musk is an individual who doesn't currently own a media or social media company, you wouldn't expect antitrust regulators to push back on the deal. However, in this case, there's been a lot of pushback in Washington against wealthy individuals, in particular tech billionaires, buying up other companies. So it might not be blocked in a U.S. court, but you can see, especially on the Democratic side of the aisle, a lot of pushback on the transaction. Uh, But on the flip side, you know, Republicans are very happy about the idea of uh, Musk taking over. They see this as a victory against, if you want, liberal bias. At least that's how many people on the American right perceive Twitter. There's a lot of question marks about is... Former U.S. President Donald Trump going to be reinstated on the app. I really think the biggest risk factor here is whether there's some kind of problem with the equity side of, of financing this deal. That means getting the actual cash, the $21 billion needed to complete the transaction.
0: James fontanella Khan is the FT's U.S. corporate finance and deals editor. Emmanuel Macron just won a second term as French president. One of the biggest issues he has to address is the rising cost of living, including gas prices. But he also wants to push ahead with broader economic reforms, and balancing those two could be tricky. Here's our Paris correspondent, Sarah White.
2: I was talking to a few business leaders and bankers today about the challenges for Macron, and quite a few of them were saying... They feel like he's got a more complicated balancing act than he had five years ago because he has to square his business plans and economic reforms. So, for example, working on a pensions overhaul, he's got to square that with you a know, certain amount of social tension and this sense in France that people's living costs are are rising, the energy prices are rising, and that's a kind of social tinderbox. And he also has to balance, um, you know, a lot of the plans he has in store for the next five years require a lot of spending. For example, I mean, he wants to make big investments in renewable energy. So all of that is going to cost money. And he's got to balance all of those things with some reforms that are going to help state finances as well. So, you know, when you talk to business leaders, they seem overwhelmingly relieved that Macron has won. They find it reassuring, you know, in terms of coordination at a European level. And it means that he, in theory, will be building on some of the pro-business reforms that he's put in place in the last five years. But they're concerned that he's got a really complicated task on his hands. And Sarah, the other challenge
0: is also whether you can get the backing in Parliament to carry out any of the agenda, Right.
2: Yeah, so one thing people, including among businesses, are, are worried about now is that, OK, he's won the presidential election. That's the main thing. But it's not quite the end of the story yet. So two months from now, in June, we have legislative elections in France. And in order for Macron to be able to pass through any of his reforms, he really preferably needs a, a majority in parliament. And that's not a done deal this time. I mean, some of his opponents, including Marine Le Pen, or politicians on the far left who did well in this election have vowed to you know, take revenge in June when it comes to that vote. So it's adding to a little bit of feeling of uncertainty over whether, OK, he has this second mandate, but will he actually technically be able to pass these reforms? That's the FT's Paris correspondent,
0: Sarah White. You can read more about all these stories on FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.
1: Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys. Good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move.